I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hi, I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. And you know how we talk about do not go gentle into that good night? Well, I guess maybe instead what we could go into is writing better. How does that sound? Let's do it. You want to know what's on my mind today? Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun is on my mind because for, I'm counting on my fingers, six times in the last three days, each, so that's 18 total times, somebody has presented Chekhov's gun to me or mentioned Chekhov's gun to me in a way that is completely and absolutely 1,000 million percent not Chekhov's gun. And I'd like to address what exactly it is, what exactly it isn't, when to use it or when it comes up, and then all the times it has no purposeful application whatsoever. Here's what this means. Anton Chekhov is a playwright. He's been dead for a while. Uh, his plays are, eh, you know, honestly, they're not bad. It could be a lot worse. Um, frankly, they could be a lot better. They're a little bit dull. And they're the sort of stuff that if you go to college for English or literature or playwriting or screenwriting or something, you get told that, oh, Chekhov's the man. And um, I guess, I mean... It's one tool among many in the toolbox. Some people adore Chekhov. I do not. I found his plays okay. Like, not the end of the world, but not exactly something I would, you know, sit down and dissect and digest and, and really rally behind. It was just, okay, it was just more stuff. It was like Mark Twain. That's nice. It's good. But at the end of the day, not really the thing that's going to, you know, blow my mind. Chekhov had this idea that if you introduce an object or say it's there, particularly a gun over the mantle place in the staging of the play, if there's a gun and you call attention to it, whatever the thing might be, then by the end of the play, usually the third act, that gun has to be used and used in such a way as to play a pivotal role to change the outcome of the story. So if we talk about there's a gun over the over the fireplace, then it's the gun it's that gun that's going to shoot the bullet to kill the guy who comes into the house or whatever. The 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 gun itself is the item and the item's use started with a highlight an introduction and then does not get developed, does not get referenced. We're not talking about the gun or checking in with the gun or making sure the gun is still there in the late first act or through the whole second act. It's just going to come back in the end, like a little bookends, first act, third act, nothing in the middle, an empty Oreo. And the idea being the viewer, the play, in this case the audience for the play or the reader of your story is going to sit there and go, yeah, I paid attention. Woo. I remembered a thing. There's that gun. And it, it requires there be that empty Oreo so that the reader can see a thing, file it away, not really think of it, and then be surprised and 
uh, satisfied to some degree when they remember it later when it comes back. That's Chekhov's gun. If you don't have an empty Oreo, if you talk about it in other dimensions, if you bring up the gun again, if you have other characters go, hey, look, a gun, and reference it to some degree, you don't have Chekhov's gun. You have a totally different thing that is subject to the rule of threes. The rule of threes, and I think I've talked about this before, is the idea that when you have a thing, an item, an event, a character, a feeling, some story element, you introduce it, you develop it, and you pay it off or you subvert it. So, for instance, if you have a character who takes a pen and puts a pen in their pocket, that's the introduction. The second time the, the, you develop it, you see that the, you double-check or verify that the, the pen is still in the pocket. And then the third time, you either pay it off or subvert it so that when... Uh, maybe a pen's not the best example for this. Let's, let's swap this around. Um, you have a little, like a little booklet, right? Like a little diary or something or a cigarette case. You put the cigarette case and you introduce it and you put it in your coat pocket. The second time you see it, you pull the cigarette case out, you, you use the cigarette case, it goes back in the pocket. The third time you pay it off or subvert it. So with a cigarette case, we know it's in the pocket. So when the guy gets shot in the chest, that's the cigarette case that stops the bullet. That's the rule of threes. That's not Chekhov's gun. If it, we wanted to turn the cigarette case into Chekhov's gun, we would have to introduce it in the first act, not really develop it in the second act, and then somehow have the, the cigarette case be actively used, not just passive, because it's passive in the pocket catching a bullet, but I have to actively use it to accomplish the task in the story. So I guess if I'm going to check off gun the cigarette case, uh, I have to take it out and fling it like a like a like a frisbee or something, and and hit my attacker and defeat them or something. That's that's the difference between the rule of threes and Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun works when. You are rewarding the reader for remembering a thing that you barely mentioned. Chekhov's gun works when you want to create that level of convenience. Hey, it's a thing, and we're not going to talk about it again. And then, aha, I have a need for this exact thing. There's a level of convenience there. And the fact that we sort of forgot about it makes the convenience more immediate. Wow, I would really be great if I had a gun right now. Oh, look, a gun. It's so overblown. And so overdone these days because readers are fundamentally incredibly savvy. Why? Because there's a ton of stuff. There's media coming out the wazoo. We have loads of different experiences. And everybody's familiar with a lot of terminology. Sometimes, like the Chekhov's gun, we you know, don't use the terminology correctly, but we really try. And other times we you know, sit, tell the same story 15 different times. There's always a, uh, a multicolored CG beam that shoots into the sky when the bad guys attack. There's always, you know, some great villain standoff. There's always this. There's always that. We build around tropes. We build around foundations. And Chekhov's gun has, unfortunately, become one of those things. It's not bad or wrong. You don't lose cool points. You don't get, you know, um, penalized in some way. You don't get automatically rejected in publishing for using it. It's just one of those things that's a little tired. And to constantly think that it's the solution to your problem is 
not necessarily equally tired, but it is a limitation. It is a boundary. It is a thing like, oh, I guess it's just Chekhov's gun all the way. It's not a Swiss Army knife. It's a specific thing. It creates convenience and it utilizes absence and reward as a way of paying off something to solve a problem. That's it. Please stop saying that everything you introduce and then bring up later is Chekhov's gun. Because it's not. It's just not. When do you want to use Chekhov's gun? When the story needs something convenient. When the story is being tightly woven and narratively smart but you don't want to bring in a MacGuffin in the third act. You don't want to randomly like, ah, I, you know, if, if all of a sudden we have a flying car, you don't want to like bring something in that's radically different or radically divergent. And you're trying to be clever. Chekhov's gun is a tool for those people trying to be clever. You know who would love Chekhov's gun? Stephen Moffat. You know who's used Chekhov's gun a lot? Stephen Moffat. For good or for ill, Chris Chibnall in the most recent Doctor Who series also check also had Chekhov's armaments, just a whole material factory. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We will complain about Doctor Who um, later, different time, other podcast, maybe on Patreon. Who knows? But for now, the whole point of this is stop saying everything you introduce is Chekhov's gun because it's really not, and it's really bugging me. Just introduce things, develop them, and pay them off. Follow the rule of threes far more than Chekhov's gun, and you're going to do just fine. Give that some thought, and I will talk to you now. i got to point out, this, as at the time you're hearing this, is a super busy week for me. There's a ton of stuff happening. So if the podcast is a little bit infrequent this week, it's because I'm over here busting my damn ass. So... If, if I don't talk to you this week, we will get back on track next week. See you soon. See you.